Pizza Tower, you know, we can start getting into celebrating Italian heritages again. Well, I'm glad Pizza Tower made it, like, so those Italians have something, because we didn't have any other video game characters. It's true. Vegeta's Italian Saiyan pride They literally literally whitewashed Mario, Thomas. I don't think you understand. (laughs) We could have had a different white guy doing a a Mario voice, but no, we got Chris Pratt. Yes, we could have had honorary Italian. They could have picked Honest, yeah, honestly, they could have just gotten, um, what's his face? He played Luigi in the live action movie. Oh, fuck, what Charlie, is his name? Charlie Day. Totally oh, the live, yeah, the live that's action movie. No, that's, uh, actor. was that, that wasn't John Leguizamo, was it? It was John Leguizamo. <laughs> oh my fucking god, that's perfect. A hero who I think is actually Colombian, but. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, no. And that's when we get into the great heritage of. This person is playing a race, but are they from that area actually game yeah. game of chance that no one ever wins? Uh, he was, in fact, born in Bogota, Colombia. Hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's go, boys. Let's fucking anyway, go! Chase, you, you said you had something you wanted to oh, talk about. All right, I just want to ask this a genuine food question. Food, food, food question from Chase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, does garlic bread go good with everything uh, for the audience? Uh, savory potentially i would say pretty much yes like i can't really think of any savory dish that's ruined yeah like it doesn't go good with like a dessert but like a main dinner course are you ever gonna turn your nose up at a garlic bread absolutely not okay that's the question okay so this feels loaded yeah okay no i'm (laughs) getting i'm getting to where i think i'm gonna find disagreement Ah, with my habits chase before yeah. <laughs> oh, my time to shine. Oh, we all agree. Time for me to activate. <laughs> you fool. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's too much harmony. Going Chase to the Socratic method. Oh, you said yes to something. What if I take it to an extreme? Yeah. Right. Okay. So eventually, Socrates. Yeah. So so garlic bread. I like to also put food in the garlic bread. Right. Like you take cut a piece off, and let's say you're having like a steak, which is the rarest thing for me to have in this day and age due to money. Um. <laughs> I would then like put that piece of meat in the garlic bread and eat it like that. Does that seem appetizing? Does this seem like You're a, a monster? Okay, so <laughs> I, I got a monster it. from Zach, and then <laughs> Thomas and me are like, yeah, all right. I just ate soup last night and was dipping garlic bread in it. Yeah, no, okay. see, but that makes sense. It soaks yeah, up but the I've juices. Got... If you're using the garlic no, bread no, to soak no, up the Zach, steak I understand juices, where you're coming you're from. a normal person. But let's see if I can get Thomas on your side, because I haven't finished what I'm doing yet. No, oh, thank God. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so... I also make chili because it's you can just you know. Oh, I see where this put a is bunch going. of it's just food you can eat it, um, and you can make a lot of it really right. quickly. And I need some for my day work. Uh, it's like meal prepping. Now, what if you opened up a garlic piece of garlic bread and just slathered it in chili, and then ate oh, a chili fine. garlic bread sandwich? Okay, cool. Yeah, the mean Thomas that's are honestly both. that's honestly less offensive than the steak. Okay, cool. That, I think like- the chili garlic bread. Is uh, that good stuff? I I think this is going to be very contentious. Honestly, this is not one of my more let's say off the pod hypotheticals. Um, I just feel like, <laughs> wouldn't you call chili like a kind of stew or soup? So for me, that's not really that. I would not call it. Yeah, yeah, I, would call it. I feel like chili is like a stew. 
Yeah, I said you're not soup. I would never you're say demeaning soup. the steak by putting it on like a piece of garlic bread. How do you, you see? You I'm like, I don't know if I would. Bread. I don't know if I would do that, but I could see it being good. It's where I'm what like sitting with chips. Like I haven't done it. I might not do it, but it would be tasty. That's like it, you're just getting like a steak sandwich on garlic bread. Yeah. Hmm. Which is the thing. Yeah, hmm. I think I think we're all right, and Zach is wrong. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> could be. Once again, <laughs> Chase and Thomas with only the correct opinion. Yeah, exactly. Ah, shit. I just the think objective perspective. I think a chili That's a garlic sandwich. Just me and you. Isn't that I fucking dare you? Is. <laughs> a chili like joke garlic. for a dead generation. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. What, I just name dropped a show that is dead that neither of us make anymore, but we made in college. That was named because I was an asshole when yeah. we debated about things in the beginning of college. God, what a good, uh, what a what a good college time! Right, <laughs> arguing over shit takes. I was never wrong. That's true, that's <laughs> and I have yet that's to be wrong. In my, yeah, even when what I learned wrong, was the right. asshole part was me not believing that I was correct to say my opinions were objective. <laughs> That's right. Negative character arc. What's up, everybody? Zach lead us in. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of World's Strongest Podcast, Kai. I'm your host, Zach, and he's my co-host, Chase. That's also me. And Thomas, I guess. I guess that's me. I'm not... Who can be sure whom they are? Uh... And today, speaking of people with identity crises, we're getting into the <laughs> cell part of the cell saga. Hey, with no, cell knows who he is. It's Piccolo who doesn't yet. That's true. I guess yeah. Piccolo is the one with the biggest identity crisis going on. Uh, episode. We're talking about episodes seventy, seventy-one, and seventy-two of DBZ Kai. And as our quick recap, uh, episode seventy: the dizzying deception and the daring escape. Defeat the android cell. Uh, Cell tells Piccolo about his past, revealing his origins and how the cells were gathered to create him. Trunks and Krillin arrive as Piccolo reveals his bluff, but Cell uses the solar flare to escape. Piccolo fills everyone in on what Cell is, including Vegeta, while Cell makes his way to a new city to feed. Yeah, Vegeta just kind of lands and shows up during all this. (laughs) I'm here too. Uh, Yeah. Episode 71. The hunt for Cell is on. Goku back in action. Uh, Cell continues to absorb humans around the world as Piccolo and Tien give chase. Meanwhile, Vegeta goes off to find a way to surpass Super Saiyan, while Trunks and Krillin go to kill the Cell in their timeline before he can awaken, discovering the schematics for Android 17 along the way. Krillin delivers these schematics while Trunk goes... Trunk? Not Trunk, singular. <laughs> Trunks goes of off... Yeah, goes off to trade with Vegeta. The Seven Warriors then... De- Oh, the seven warriors? I think the, I think I meant to put a Z there. The Z warriors then <laughs> depart again on their hunt for Cell, but while they're away, Goku wakes up. <laughs> and then episode 72, break the Super Saiyan barrier into the hyperbolic time chamber. Goku takes Gohan, Vegeta, and Trunks to the lookout to use the hyperbolic time chamber to train and push beyond Super Saiyan. This is a room where they can train for a year in a day. Meanwhile, the androids arrive at Kame House while the Z-Warriors wait, and Piccolo steps up to fight Android 17. So that's the episode. I did put for episode 70, this might be our longest title. (laughs) It's certainly up in the contention. It's up there. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and that's what we get. Like this episode literally just opens right where the last one ended, and Cell just kind of continues his exposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess this is fairly necessary in that the idea behind Cell requires a little bit of oh, explaining. A lot of explaining. It's a. It's really kind of out there. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah this is when we get a little bit of timey-wimey stuff going on in terms of like now time is getting a little fucky but we're we're back on track by the end of it like uh i like that jero's idea was to create shadow the hedgehog the ultimate life form yeah for real <laughs> i still want to know to this day where in all of that dna did the bug part come in <laughs> Yeah, and that is the most confusing part. He was like, a lot of human. Like, there's a ton of human mm-hmm. in there. I was like, I think even they even say they feel teen and stuff. Mm-hmm. One part Piccolo, two part Frieza, and then a bunch of Sane, which is just human again, but with not, a tail. But yeah, it's yeah. weird. And then I don't know, like one hundred part. I just really fucking love cicadas. <laughs> like, I don't know where the cicada part comes in. No, look, and I'm like, look, I made the look, I made the mime, I made the old man, I made a couple teenagers. What if I just get weird with this last one? <laughs> well, technically, sells the first one. He's like, oh, this is gonna that's take right. too damn. I'm he's just gonna like, take too damn long. Like, I'm gonna get in the cloud. I'm gonna do the cloud shit again, itself, and I'll come back in thirty years. You're right. Well, that's as far as I could tell. He didn't even set it to cook by himself. He was just like. What? 20 years? That's going to take too long. And went back upstairs and his computer was like, fine. Yeah, his computer was the one who was like, yeah, I guess I can handle this. And kept (laughs) making Cell. And kept adding more to Cell. Which I do want to say, as Cell is going through how they gathered all of it with the little, like, nano droids. And, like he goes out of his way to be like we could have added trunks too but by then i had enough saiyan dna and i was like <laughs> damn way to just shit on trunks i love just how like flippant cell is about all this pickle is like what how did you get all dna all of our dna he's just like i out there's a fly bot right next to me dipshit yeah which piccolo uses i feel like a little bit more energy that is necessary <laughs> to destroy this robot which I, I get that mm-hmm. he's got a lot of energy now because he's really buff, but like, uh, it, it, it seems wasteful. <laughs> or like, um, hey, what? How could you possibly have been created? We destroyed the lab. Did you get the sub lab? No, ding dong. It also seems like they started at like the World Martial Arts Tournament. Well, at least like the uh, earliest clips yeah. we see, I think, are like, yeah. Well, actually, I think the earliest clips we see in this one are like Saiyan Saga. Because he well, said something to the yeah. effect of, we took your DNA whenever the Saiyans landed, the peak of your power, which, like, everyone here <laughs> has gotten at least twice as strong as they were then, if not exponentially more, in the case of, like, Piccolo and Goku and but Vegeta. Like, also, it shouldn't matter when the genetic material is collected, because that's not how genes work, but then none of this is how genes work, so... Yeah, again, we got we we looked at the (laughs) soup that is cell, and somehow cicada monster came out the other end. I don't (laughs) think we're talking about genetics anymore in any kind of real sense. Hmm. Uh, Fine, it is. I mean, I think this is one of those things where we give it a pass. At least I give it a pass because the design is so good (laughs) that I'm just like, you know, 
it doesn't make sense, but it sets the right vibe <laughs> and it looks really cool. So I'm just going to let the cicada part slide. Yeah, but like also outside of like dumb nitpicky discussions among fandom, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's And I think that's why nobody really gives more shit mm -hmm. to this. Like this is, I, I feel like I'm not the first Dragon Ball fan I've heard to like make some joke about the fact that like, where did the bug part come in with Cell? <laughs> but we all just sort of accept it because it's like, it works. It looks really good. Or, I, Cell oh. is one of my favorite villain designs in all of Dragon Ball. Um, and it, or, it sets the right vibe of the like horror show monster that they're aiming for. That it's like, yeah, I'll forgive that the explanation doesn't support the design a little bit. Or have you considered that because this is imperfect Cell... All humans start out as weird cockroach men in this universe and grow into their fully perfected human forms. I feel like everyone would be less judgy about how gross he looks if this were true. Hmm. But I I don't know. I'm just trying to think where the wings... I find it very interesting. There is one aspect of Cell's design that I've always... I like it in terms of sticking with the cicada theme and it looks good. Why does Cell have wings? So he, he never fly, uses them. Duh. <laughs> I think in this imperfect form, he uses them to fly because it makes a little drone noise when he flies around. <laughs> Does it? I never noticed. I th I thought I noticed it like like it made like an odd noise. I mean, it might be. I I wonder if you are a being that has actual wings. Is this a way you could like fly without burning key? Well, he <laughs> does. If I want to, so probably not. Yeah, because I feel like he would be flying in the next parts of these episodes since he's, like, trying to move fast but not use key. Or use as little key as humanly possible, but we'll get into that. Um, key uh. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, finally, after Cell gives him the full backstory of who he is, that's when Piccolo's like, all right, well, guess I've learned enough, and then well, just rips we his... Didn't get, we didn't get to how Cell is here. Oh, right. That's when Cell explains the time machine thing, which is basically like, well, I mean, we got the the breakdown of the time that the time machine was there in the last gaggle of episodes mm -hmm. that it left four years after Trunks first left the future, but arrived one year before Trunks first arrived to kill Frieza. Essentially, Cell comes from a timeline where he woke up, Trunks had killed 17 and 18 after he himself, having gone back to the past, gotten stronger, warned everybody, came back to the future, killed the androids, and then Trunks was going to come back uh, For ostensibly just to, yeah, just to hang out, it seems, <laughs> just to but say hi to everybody. before Frieza got there. Yeah, that's the part that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> because he's like, Trunks set the time machine, got in, and then well, right before he could leave, Cell popped out and killed him, then reverted to his larval state because he was too damn big to fit inside <laughs> the time machine, uh, which he landed one year before Trunks came back and killed Se or Frieza, but he did not emerge out of his chrysalis or cocoon or whatever until a year or three years after mm -hmm. when Jiro and 19 had already been killed. Yeah, it makes literally no sense. 
<laughs> yeah, this is the part that's a little like wibbly wobbly, but we kind of push past it pretty fast. Yeah, just I push, feel past, like we push it. past it. It's it's not good. I will say this is the first time. I mean, not really the first time. It's where I was just going, oh, here's the moment where he's like, fuck, got to figure this shit out because <laughs> guess we got to do this. And yeah, I was he's like, like, I need a reason uh, for him to go after 17 and 18 and I need him to be from the future, but I need a reason why he didn't show up earlier. And so the computer made it so that he could only be complete by eating 17 and 18 other parts of Jero's creations. So I guess the computer held a grudge because its department got shut down? <laughs> That's what it feels like. I mean, my best... If if we want to... And this would be me talking out of my ass to headcanon this to make sense. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, so bear with me here, folks. This is entirely out of my ass, and I don't think it's supported by the actual material. My thought would be that because 17 and 18 are like perpetual energy machines, essentially, that's the fuel source he needs, and he needs two of them for whatever reason <laughs> to hit perfect form. Like, he needs that differentiating, like, dual fuel source to make it work. This is my best attempt to give Toriyama something to work on here, so understand that <laughs> this right, is not That's right, Toriyama, we need you something to work on, because this ain't cutting it, sis. I'm nah. just saying. I think the reason we all give it, myself included, give this... This is definitely the weakest part of the like whole introduction of Cell. Mm -hmm. By far. Oh, yeah. It introduces way more problems than it solves. Um... It, it just muddies the waters a lot when it comes to the time travel, which the one of the best elements of the introduction of time travel to the story so far had been it actually did a pretty good job of keeping it pretty straightforward, yeah. which is not always the case when you introduce time travel into something that didn't have time travel. In fact, very rarely is it the case <laughs> when you introduce time travel to a story that didn't start with it. But yeah, this... I, yeah, I think, I think this is just like, I think this is like just a problem tournament just goes like I have to add this character and how do I make it make sense the previous stuff and this just feels like you're kind of just pulling shit out of your ass but it feels like, like this gotta, is his... gotta get this in here and if I don't yeah. well we're screwed so this is his best attempt and like we've talked about the you know the editorial meddling kind of put him in this situation oh yeah definitely mm -hmm. um I yeah this this was a bit of a stumble whereas like the introductions of like 16 17 and 18 felt pretty like pretty natural as no, natural as they could at least I don't think anybody's third attempt going back to the drawing board is going to be their best work yeah the tone and everything coming in last episode before we knew who Cell was or why he was here great perfect mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 no notes the actual explanation for the mechanics of how he got here uh that's uh that was a misstep d Four out of don't worry about it mainly notes yeah it's like it <laughs> it works enough class. because it's, it, we move past it pretty fast and it's not super central to the rest of this plot line it's just like here's how cell got here mm -hmm. um so I'm like, I think that's a, another moment of, I think, why we give this a pass in the same sense that we give the cicada bits a pass. Yeah, uh, just, yeah over time, you're just kind of like, you, you can kind of take shit from Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball doesn't mm -hmm. really take its shit super seriously either. So you're like, oh, okay, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. We can all oh, move yeah. on. Um, it's just like, it just feels like even for Dragon Ball, you're just kind of like, yeah, I just feel like we could have, we could have done better here. 
We could have. I would agree. I even think it's almost like he wanted to explain it too much. <laughs> and uh, yes. that mm-hmm. Yeah, in digging into the details, problems arose. Or it's like, you can leave, I think, this slightly more vague. Um, mm-hmm. But that might also just be me. I am someone who is less often, like, bothered by things left just kind of unanswered, depending on their relevance to the plot itself. Yeah. And, yeah, Cell's whole origin here isn't completely the most relevant. I mean, you could even just... Ah, some part of me is even like, it would have just made more sense if he had just programmed the time machine himself. Because that was, yeah. like, the whole thing that really muddies this, is that he's like, I don't know, Trunks had already entered the destination in the time machine, so that's when I showed up. I'm like, it would have just been easier if he was like, I know it's going to take me, like, four years to get out of my larval state, so I'm just going to kind of ballpark this. Yeah, do some We'd already math. explained... Yeah, and we'd already explained that the time machine is not the most, like, precise piece of machinery. Mm. So that gives us a built-in excuse to be like, well, I was aiming to be here earlier, but that is what it is. And, like, that would have been <laughs> fine to me. Like, I'm like, <laughs> this adding so much more to it, that's what fucked it up. Like, why was Trunks traveling back to say hi to everybody but a year before he showed up is the part that fucks me up the most in this whole <laughs> origin. <laughs> When it could have just been like, he, I, I woke up after he had come back from the past and gotten strong enough to kill them. So I, I went into Capsule Corp, killed everybody and took the time machine. Would have like, that would have been easier. It would have been just as creepy and weird for him. Because <laughs> he would do that. Mm-hmm. He is that kind of freak. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, now that I really like lay it out, it's really this one element that just becomes the, the wobbly card that knocks it all over. <laughs> Um, it does introduce a third timeline to the mix, no matter what, which just mm-hmm. creates some level of confusion. But yeah, I think it's, we have... It's, it's just it's also just, like, it's just really confusing for, like, what feels like you could have just said Cell was there as well. And, yeah. like, been okay with it. Mm-hmm. You could have been, been, like, like a f- Yeah, Cell's here. I was saying, it could have... Yeah, it could have been, like, get rid of the time machine angle... A failsafe of the computer went off when they yeah, like, like it's blew Jero's up the lab. kill switch kind of yeah and it could be like what's or the this? computer's it'd be, kill it'd be like switch. the moment like, you walk back in time you truly did step on a cicada and Doctor Jero got extremely <laughs> horny for them and yeah it got really into entomology for like a week yeah mm-hmm. and it really fucked our day up you son of a bitch trunks yeah <laughs> this does continue the the vibe that like Jero really 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 was just throwing everything against the wall to see what's stuck. i like that the um, first thing he went with was let's create a new being and then everyone and, was like what the f-? we then then two minutes later was like this is a dumb fucking idea this is gonna this take, gonna take so way long. too long i'm gonna go build a new source of energy <laughs> it does say something to the science of this universe that that took less time <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it took sure less time to develop and produce twice a perpetual energy like engine than it did to make one fucked up little guy well you know really making it the first time is the hard part the second time doesn't take near as long oh yeah i'm sure you make yeah, one like, fucked up little guy, or you make two <laughs> fucked up teenagers, or you make a clown. And these are your options in society these days. It says a lot about why Dr. Jero was mad. I'm just saying, I understand And Jero looked at his options and said, I choose all. 
Jiro is like, I will not be (laughs) detained. And then realized that Cell was going to take too long. And he's like, I am impatient. (laughs) I'm going to create the strongest being. Just kidding. My robot wife will do it instead. I'm going to go deal with a clown. I don't know. I really like clowns (laughs) now, I guess. They do keep it kind of vague, if I'm remembering correctly, where in the the process of making androids did he start an abandoned cell? Because well, it sounds like, like robot, the yeah. first thing he did was sell, and then was like, mm-hmm. this sucks ass. I would love it, though, if I had a little cowboy son. Well, <laughs> see y'all later. <laughs> I'm off to go kidnap a child. Yeah. yeah well, like, I mean, we don't know how so many- wild. Yeah. Presumably, they don't say it, but presumably in canon, because I know out of canon we had the filler episode where we met Aider's creator, Mm -hmm. uh, the Dr. Frapp. Yeah, the Aider hater. But in (laughs) canon, I feel like the implication is that Aider was made by Jiro. So this does beg the question of how many androids did he make post-Red Ribbon Army's destruction? Like, was he up to 15 when Goku blew up everything? Or... And these are the only, like, four androids, five counting himself, that he made? I don't or... know. I don't like to think about all the android <laughs> shit because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I I truly just feel like all the ones are scrapped garbage, and then there's the movie ones that are suspect, to say That are least. scrapped garbage by the end of it. True. Yeah, 13, 14, and 15. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about 13, 14, and 15 yeah, at we'll, a later we'll, date. We'll be forced to against our will talk about 13 14 and 15 we very much will about yeah those um, good anime characters but cell is done talking he's ready to eat we do get a i will say the dub of super android 13 has some legendary lines in it in terms of like the dubbing community around dragon ball not that they're good but that they are iconic uh, $30 haircut is still a bit that's <laughs> been floating out there forever. Fuck, is that where that came from? Yeah, don't lecture me with your $30 haircut. Goku dies is a line spoken verbatim by Android 13. And who does have sense. a trucker accent. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I am very excited for us to watch Super Android 13. <laughs> um, but back into this episode... Yeah, Cell is done talking, and this is when Piccolo's like, yep, all right, learned everything I needed to know, rips his arm off and grows a new one. Which freaks Cell out, which really shows you how much <laughs> Cell fucking knows about being a Piccolo. Yeah, because um, I do love Piccolo has to tell him, like, wait, you're also part me. You would know that you could do this. And he doesn't say anything to this, but to me, the implication is, like, the computer didn't tell him. <laughs> I love computers. I love it Cell's just like, oh, beans. Yeah, so it's just like, hmm, not great for me, but I guess we'll just go right back to it. <laughs> like, he's squaring up to go do the fight, but this is about the time where Krillin and Trunks show up. And they're just like, who is this fucked up guy? And also Piccolo's buff as shit. I can feel uh-huh. the energy pouring off of Piccolo. Also, there's a fucking big cicada. And he's yeah, going to do the, the Kamehameha. Yeah, there's a big cicada that feels like all of my friends. <laughs> all my best friends became cicadas. Yeah. Don't you hate and this also when this several of my enemies. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, what I do love is this is the part where Cell's like, I know all of Goku's moves, including the Kaioken and the Spirit Bomb. I which... want to see Cell do the Spirit Bomb. I want to ca- see Cell do the Kaioken. <laughs> <laughs> in canon, or, okay, in and out of canon, Cell has never done the Kaioken. He has never done it in any of the games. He's never done it in the show or any kind he of should. filler. Unless there's something I don't know. Out of canon, Cell has done the spirit bomb, and it is in fact his ultimate move in several of the Budokai games. And it's really? one of my favorite things. That's because incredible. It's only, it's only perfect Cell, and I think it was his ultimate move in Budokai 1. And like, he just puts his hands up and he's like, Alright, planet, give me your stupid energy! And they do. <laughs> and it's very funny. Yeah, I want to be like, I know how to do the spirit bomb. No, I've never actually been able to pull it off, but I do know how to do it. <laughs> Conceptually, like a, I know how, but the yeah. whole pure of heart thing keeps messing me up. Eventually, I will eat someone who is pure of heart, and then I'll be able to do it. But until then, you that's motherfuckers be- that's, wait. <laughs> that's why it's perfect Cell's ultimate move, because then he's pure enough in his perfect exactly. form. Pure perfection. Which, again, he literally does say, All right, planet, give me your stupid energy! And it's, like, so funny to me every time. I'm like, this, <laughs> this shouldn't be that funny to me, but Damian Clark just owns that line every time because he voices him in the games, too, and it's so good. Because I, uh, yeah, I think the real, the real answer is that the, the, the ultimate finisher move for Perversal becomes the, the, the solar Kamehameha. Yeah, um, that's, like, his move. Which is a terrible move. name for a Kamehameha. I'm sorry, I don't like it. I don't know idea. why they call it solar. I'm yeah. assuming just to invoke the power of the sun. That's what like, I assume, too. Probably. It's like a Pokemon move at that point. Yeah, because <laughs> there's nothing else about it that invokes that. I mean, there is the perfect Kamehameha. It's also, like, labeled in certain games. But yeah. the solar does become his, like, go-to ultimate. Well, becomes designated as his ultimate move in games and whatnot. Um, like I said, in the show, in canon... Uh, Cell never uses the spirit bomb. Cowardice. But I do love that he just knows it. <laughs> but yeah, I also, this yeah, is I also, when I also love Cell... he knows the Kaioken. I just think that's also very funny. He's like, <laughs> you're like, what are things you need to know? And it was like, gotta gotta fucking know the Kaioken. Like, if you're gonna go against Ko- Goku, it's the Kaioken. That'll give you the edge, so they'll never <laughs> expect it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I guess that, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but now that you're here... Even you must realize, Cell, how fucking dog shit the Kaioken is going to be for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I will say, yeah, we obviously see a very big tactical blunder on Cell's part where he just kind of talked to Piccolo and didn't realize that Piccolo was holding back. That he was being played. Which, yeah, like a more skilled combatant probably would have. Like, that's a pretty constant plot point in this show, that the best martial artists know when someone is fucking with them mm-hmm. um, or holding something back. We've been around the it's block a mind a few game times. as much as a, a physical game, and this is the only mind game Goku's good at. <laughs> <laughs> but this is when we do see that this cell can think tactically and can like put himself into like a better situation. He understands when he's outnumbered, and he's not so Vegeta <laughs> that he will just fight anyway. Crucially, he's Although- the only one other than Krillin that remembers the solar flare exists. Yeah. Oh, I will point out something I the skipped over is TN's that move. Yeah, <laughs> Piccolo asks Cell, like, why are you doing this? Like, what is your motivation? Who are you working for? And mm-hmm. Cell literally just gives the most straightforward motivation of any villain so far, where he's just like, 
I I work for me, and I'm doing this because I want to be stronger. <laughs> like that's it. Fuck that you. Is I'm gonna be strong. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if it's just like it, it's because the computer put it within me to become perfect, or if it's the Saiyan cells within me or your cells that make me want to push myself. But that's what I want to do, <laughs> and I I find this actually really great as his motivation because it makes him like. He is them from hell. <laughs> he is the Z Warriors. If the Z Warriors were total sociopaths and could eat people, yeah, it's it's like, it's great to be like the reasoning is like you you yourself have had to have asked multiple times in the show, why the fuck do Goku or anyone constantly put themselves in fucking terrible idea situations? <laughs> And stuff, and you're like, I guess it's like they're sayings, and then here comes Cell, also putting himself in what is objectively just a a terrible situation, terrible situation, and he's like, yeah, but I fucking I love it. I'm a little goblin. All, all of their worst guy. impulses made like, manifest. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, they are literally facing the worst parts of all of the Z Warriors combined into one gross cicada man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's something I I really love about this, and I think fits the arc really well for how it goes, is that, like, sells a lot like them. He's just, <laughs> if they had, like, even less morals. <laughs> just like me, for real, for real. Yeah. What if I was, like, but a this little is goblin when, man? Yeah, this is when Cell kind of shows more of his Piccolo side. And, like, is willing to, I, I don't know if debase himself is the best way to put it, but willing to set his pride aside in order to, like, survive and get back yeah. for the next fight. Recognize that this isn't going his way and be like, you know what? No, not today. Yeah, so he throws down a solar flare and runs off, which very specifically runs off because he understands, as Piccolo points out, like, Cell can hide his key like they can. So Cell understands, like, I can't fly because then that will show off my key. So he just starts running. Smart, It's got to be easy to find him. Just follow the sounds of the maniacal laughter. Yeah, for real. But yeah, in the same sense that we fucked with the whole key sensing thing for the protagonist by having opponents that don't have key, we now have someone who has very strange key and also understands how to hide his key. And also is, like, willing to go on that back foot. Like, it's weird to say Cell right now is in a place very similar to Gohan and uh, Krillin at the beginning of Namek. I mean, he's in the exact same place, just the Dragon Balls are people. Yeah. Which also Cell understood that the Dragon Balls are gone once he heard he that, like, Kami, Kami is. is. Which is wild. That's yeah, Droz can... Knowledge. Jero's computer did a lot more research than Jero did. He Jiro knows did. who Kami is, but also doesn't know Piccolo, Piccolo regenerates. Yeah, the the gaps are strange. Um, my thought mostly is just at least my best explanation of that. Again, pulling from the butt here would just be that like he's operating off of old data, and he saw that Piccolo is a little stronger than what his data suggested. But Piccolo was still holding back. Mm -hmm. So I think Cell's operating under the assumption that the amount of energy he drained from him then is close to his total energy. So even if he, like, could, he'd be, he just was still fucked. Oh, and I mean, yeah, that's well, when we... Piccolo revealed, actually, I am fucked up strong even <laughs> more so than you think I am. Again, this is me pulling this out from myself. This is not the text. <laughs> 
So take that how you will. I'll take then, it we nice yeah, little, so, then we get a nice little mm. interlude with the androids. Mm. But this is when Cell... Oh yeah, we do get the nice little interlude. Is this when they're off-roading? Yeah, this is no, when they're off No, this is where they're on like, the bridge. And it's all pretty outside. Android 16 is admiring the bridge. Oh, it's a very right, right. it's a very small interlude, but it's there. Yeah, it's like a very quick just moment here, but it works. Um, yeah, and yeah. then we come back. <laughs> There's not much to say about the interludes. I I really do just actually I I do not know kind of what the editor for um the more I'm sitting here watching it. I, I'm still more and more confused what the fuck the editor thought was wrong with the androids because they're so objectively some of the best parts of this uh these episodes. Arc. Yeah. They're just like mm-hmm. so fun to actually be in the episodes. They bring such like cool perspective of people who are just like evil but not like true evil. They have a lot of like fun characterization to them. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm yeah. genuinely baffled by like the editor being like, It sucks. <laughs> like, no, I love <laughs> I love having three villains that are on, like, equal footing in terms of their hierarchy. Because we saw, you know, the domineering villains with Vegeta to Nappa and Frieza to his entire army. But now we're seeing, like, three people who view them each other as equals, even mm-hmm. if they don't view each other as equal strength. Yeah. And so we get to just kind of see them interact and have fun, <laughs> even if they're evil. And they're yeah, I would agree. Around. They are, They are a fun group. I wonder if it was more motivated, like, the change was more motivated in the editor by being, like, no one will take them seriously because they just look like kids. But I-, I feel like that was almost half the appeal there, is that they just are, like, they just look like people, and that makes it scarier when they can just blow up an entire fucking mountain. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's also like this one, but I do. I, I mean, yeah, they're, they're really fun parts of the game. The, the not the game, the the <laughs> show. They're just like I think they like tie it together way better than I think even most people predicted. They tie it together. You know, the editor thinks yeah. they tie it together. It's, it is like an actual fun new villain. Where Cell is a also fun new villain, but it is just another like I'm evil for this. I'll I'm just a motherfucking evil man who likes be who likes doing evil things, and I'm like that's fun. Like it's still enjoyable, but like. Uh, the androids, I, feel, I just feel like, bring something really unique. It's more it's new, nice still, yeah. Yeah, they just feel like actually like a new character type. Uh, they're still good. I don't want to get that wrong. I'm still very much enjoying their uh, part in the show. The or I'm very much enjoying Cell's part in the show, but android feel, they just feel so different. Yeah. Um, there are multiple moments in this episode where, like, uh, or the final episode of this, of the ones we watched, where I was like, wow, this is just, they just, they just feel so unique compared to everyone else here. And that's just that's that's just neat. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a nice dynamic that they have. I really love Cell, so I will defend Cell to some degree. But I am enjoying the time spent with the androids more so than even I thought I would coming back to this. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost it feels like within the community of Yolden. Um, fans it's like androids are the stepping stone for cell where i feel like to the the androids are like a, a really just fun part of the show actually like i think they should just be more widely talked about it's like what a cool idea it was sadly it didn't get like expanded upon cell came in like that's fine i think it's mm-hmm. fun to have like we talked about it is still okay to have cell in here it is fun to have cell cell is a great character for being pure evil that's like what Toriyama can excel at making a lot of the time but it is just like that's what it is, you know, like where the androids mm-hmm. feel like 
they even come in just feeling different and odd in a way that's like just cool. It was just, it was just, mm-hmm. I just think it was neat. Oh yeah. I think it's like a similar thing of why some people, myself included, sometimes miss uh, Majin Buu as a villain when Super Buu comes out and like Kid Buu. Yeah. Is that, yeah, Majin Buu was such a different feeling villain in the same way the androids are such a different feeling villain. Mm-hmm. I think Cell still sets himself apart a bit by, like, being a monster, which we haven't really had, like, just a pretty instinct-driven kind of monster movie monster as a villain in this series, or as a primary villain, at least. Uh, In the same way that, like, Boo is just kind of an innocent child, almost, but just one that can blow up a galaxy if he decides he wants to. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do. And then the androids are mm-hmm. like, you know, they're just uh, two punk kids and a robot with a very t- t- well, like with crucially, a very they all like each other because this is like yeah. the first like villain team that like actually likes each other and is friends. Yeah, like Frieza like had his minions and they were all cannon fodder. We all saw what happened to Nappa. Yeah, I was like Frieza killed more of his <laughs> own men than I think the entire Z Warrior group did in the whole arc. <laughs> and uh, so it's except it's, maybe. Vegeta. Vegeta so was definitely yeah, racking like them. Chase was getting at where like, oh, they're, they're super powerful, but they're bored, and they're just kind of going along with what 16 wants to do because they like him. And then 17 has this whole like road trip plan, and then to kind of like get ahead a bit when they get to Goku's house and he's not there, 17's like, alright, fine, we'll fly this time. Yeah. I've had like, my fun, it. let's get this over with. Yeah. And yeah, it is nice seeing them actually get to be friends, even if they are on their way to murder our protagonist. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think they do, like, really good, like, in some ways, it's like, Frieza is evil. Period. Oh, yeah. And you're right, like, yes. got it. And they're like, we're gonna have some, uh, just so you remember, hey, just heads up, here's the moment. Frieza's kind of a dick. And you're like, yeah, I, I agree. And those are fun moments. Like, I'm not, like, against the parts where they keep going, Frieza's an asshole. I'm not, like, against any of that stuff. I'm just like, yep, you're right. Frieza's a huge asshole. I completely get that. And, like, those scenes are fun. But, like, these scenes, I feel like they serve, like, a character purpose of, like, Android 16 appreciates nature and doesn't, like, enjoy the destructive aspects of the androids. The other mm-hmm. androids are trying to figure out what it means to be themselves while being an android. Yep. And... And, like, what that really means to them. Where are they going to go find joy in doing and stuff, which kind of feeds into Super, honestly. Later on, you can just extrapolate stuff because, well, there's so much to extrapolate because they're they're actually real. They, they feel three-dimensional, while no offense to Frieza and Cell, who I do love, are two-dimensional. They are, I'm a oh. fucking evil man who loves motherfucking <laughs> evil shit. And you're like, yeah, hell yeah, oh, yeah. you do, brother. I love it. I love you. I mean, yeah. That's why I refer to Frieza as the real evil Goku sometimes, because he is the antithesis of Goku, of an unchanging character without that much going on in a similar sense to Goku, but what if that person was, like, pure fucking evil? Yeah. And also yeah. hasn't worked a day in their life. Yeah. Never learned work ethic and is just a fucking bastard and on top of chip. it. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, eat hot chip and lie. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's very funny to me. I, I'm just gonna think that joke is good for me. I don't know how else feels about it, but I'm loving being alive right <laughs> Sometimes now. Sometimes you just gotta make one for you. Yeah, on these podcasts. <laughs> I feel alive again, guys. God damn it! But yeah, uh, back to the episode Let me itself. Tell you, the battle ball team certainly isn't feeling alive. Oh my yeah, god! As, as, <laughs> the first people Cell runs into, which this is the joke that I know TFS did. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's one of the battle ball guys who's just wearing like a light pink beanie and has like peachish colored skin. He looks like a cock. His head looks like a penis. He's Honestly, a penis didn't notice guy. that. TFS made a joke of it because they just put a sensor blur on his head. <laughs> and that wow. was a, a good bit. Yeah, he's our little There's penis guy. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them. I love Cell stopping in the street, sitting here deciding if he's going to go to Nikki Town, like what, what his whole game is. Yeah. <laughs> while there is a bus full of pro football, sorry, battle ball, which is basically football. I don't know. They look like football pads, but there I'm sure pads. battle ball is a weird sport. I don't think we have ever seen battle ball in any any Dragon Ball material. Yeah, eat hot chip and battle. Well, they ball. ain't the only two teams. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, just told yeah. to shut up on this pod. I feel unsafe now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but nah. Uh the just their their bus driver or like manager or whatever is just hawking at Cell over and over and yelling at him, which the balls on this man <laughs> that he sees a giant cicada monster and he's just like, Get out of the road, weirdo. He which, could just go around. I hate these new yeah. mascots. <laughs> yeah which i don't know i guess there's like animal people and whatnot so he's like ah bug person in the road well get out of the road ass <laughs> like, um but it is just very funny just as cell just keeps inner monologuing while this is happening and by the end of it you can even hear it it is inner monologue like very like muffled but you can just keep hearing it's starting to pierce his psyche Hey, hmm. Buck. <laughs> yeah. If I go to Nikki Town and keep it low, I'll be able to transform. Yes, it'll be perfect. Beep, beep, Shut beep, up! Get out the road! <laughs> you fucking cockroach <laughs> piece of shit! <laughs> Fine, I'll start with you. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, and then, yeah, Cell eats the whole team, because that's his thing. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the Z-Warriors, with Vegeta just kind of shows up at this point after Cell left, is, which I love, Piccolo gets pissed and starts powering up, and doing this is when Vegeta shows up, and, and Vegeta like, shocks him out of Super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he feels just how fucked up strong Piccolo is now, because Vegeta's the one to say that Piccolo's stronger than him, at least like yeah. in his mind. This yeah, is really, just a terrible couple of days for Vegeta. Super Saiyan doesn't work, yeah. and now even Piccolo's stronger than him. Yeah, he is like, what the fuck? Ah, <laughs> uh, which yeah, Piccolo fills everybody in on what Cell is and what he wants. Uh, and that is when they all decide to split. Vegeta wants to go off on his own. Uh, he is like, Cell is going to become perfect, and I'm going to kill him when he does that. He's also like, I am going to find a form beyond Super Saiyan, because I guarantee that Goku will do that as soon as he wakes <laughs> up, and I will not be left behind again. <laughs> Even more than I am uh, now. Yeah, and he flies off. Um, go Trunks, or actually no, the episode ends. So this is the start of the second episode. I, I was getting a little ahead of myself. They all meet up at the end of episode seventy. Episode seventy one. Mm -hmm. Piccolo finished informing to, them. Well, they all ha they have a choice yeah. to make because as Piccolo points out, it's like, well, we can either go after the androids or we can go after Cell, and they all decide yeah. that Cell is the higher priority. Which, yeah, which is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I think so, too. It's like, yes, if we kill the androids, that prevents Cell from hitting his perfect form. But also, Cell is the one who is actively depopulating cities. We yeah. legitimately don't know where the androids are, and they haven't really been doing anything bad. 
I mean, they've been doing a lot of property damage and hurting people, but yeah, they haven't making, killed so That's not they. making the world news. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cell has completely depopulated two towns. <laughs> like, yeah, Cell is the, the one to go after. But, uh, yeah, Vegeta says his whole thing about Goku is going to go past Super Saiyan, so I'm going to do it first. You're in for a rude and flies off. Kakarot, as if Goku yeah. wouldn't be flipping shit that Piccolo was stronger than him. Yeah, that's I love that too. Like Vegeta just assumes Goku's gonna be pissed that he's no longer on top, whereas we all know Goku would be so pumped to see how strong <laughs> Piccolo is, and would just start trading. He's like, "Oh, I want to be that strong too," and would like take. But like, he'd be pumped about it. Hey, Vegeta, want to <laughs> try fusing? The, yeah, this is the best thing that could have happened to Goku. Is everyone getting stronger than him? It is. It is objective. Goku's like, I fucking love training. I love people getting strong. Hey, you got yeah. strong? That's sick as fuck. All right. Hey, everyone's doing great. Like, yeah, my son's like, son of a bitch, everyone's getting stronger than me. And Goku's like, I fucking, I just love my friends. I love hanging out yeah. with them. Love being with we, them. <laughs> yeah, we see a version of, like, what it looks like for Goku when Goku is objectively the strongest and has run out of people to give him a challenge. He gets bored. It's, yeah, it's the beginning of Dragon Ball Super and he's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Goku's and he fine knows exactly being number why. one just, but he loves being number three yeah he really does he he needs someone tougher than him to help motivate him to keep going like he loves training he loves doing all of it but it's the competition of it not in the same sense of like Vegeta where he's like I have to get stronger like Vegeta would love it if he was in the place <laughs> Goku's in at the beginning of Super mm -hmm. but <laughs> Goku hates it and, yeah, so Vegeta does not understand Goku. Well, yeah, because Vegeta's whole thing is like, I'm going to push myself so that I can kill people. Or so I can kill yeah. you. And Goku's thing is, I'm going to push myself so I can get better. Yeah. And he wants everybody he fights to be his friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> and until they prove they literally can't, in the case of, like, Frieza and Cell, he wants them to become good people. If he sees an ounce of goodness in somebody, he will pursue it. And even then with Frieza, it took a lot for him to finally be like, yeah, Frieza needs to die. And then he even went back to that well. But that's in Super. Yeah, we'll he... get there. We'll get there. Yeah, it's, um, it's really Cell he's probably the least nice to, and that's and he's still exceptionally nice And he nice still to gave Cell. him that Sinsu bean, but we'll get there. Mm -hmm. oh, I do love cool. Krillin. Yeah, Krillin really quick just double checks the rules of time travel in this scene, just to be like, <laughs> we can't just... Go back in time and undo this, right? And he's like, no, otherwise I wouldn't be here. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 all right. All right we're now, <laughs> we're now like, officially on episode 71, just for bookkeeping purposes. Yeah, this is episode 71, yeah. Um, And that's when, yeah, Vegeta leaves to go train on his own. Trunks and Tien, or sorry, not Trunks and Tien. Uh, Trunks and Krillin team up to go to Jero's lab to make sure... The the cell in this timeline yeah. doesn't wake up. Take care of their cell before they forget about it. Yeah, they're basically like, we don't have to, but we don't want another cell popping out in 20 years that we have to deal with then. Um, Because we will have forgotten about it by then. And then Tien decides also, to stay I, with Piccolo because he could use the extra eyes. Yeah, I that comment made me laugh. <laughs> I, I, like I also fully believe Piccolo is like, you know, like, everyone's like, let's bring Tien. No one's saying it, but everyone's just like, God, Tien is smarter than all of us. <laughs> if, if we don't bring well, Tien, we put... we're going to have a real rough time. Yeah. They put 
Tien and Piccolo together, which I think is a fun pairing in that both of them occupy a fairly similar spot in the group dynamic, but in like subtly different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that they are a, I wish I could see more of them together. They don't have a ton of interaction in these scenes. No, they don't. Compared to what you would expect since they're, you know, alone together. But what little bit of it makes me kind of want more. <laughs> I'm like, I, I would enjoy seeing this, though I don't know how much, because they are fairly similar, so it, it might be a little bit of, you know, mirroring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're both stoics, and they're both a little more tactically minded than the rest of the group. Tien is a little more given to, like, give in to anger when it comes up, while Piccolo is a lot more level-headed. Even when shit gets bad, though Piccolo can be a little bit of a doomer sometimes if things get real <laughs> bad. Um, because he doesn't have the power to, uh, the, more the the idiot confidence to just push through a scenario <laughs> that he knows he's going to lose. Um, but yeah, uh, Piccolo and Tien are going to go after Cell while they're all doing this. Which, they're too late to save Nikki Town. It seems like Cell is now absorbing people faster. Because it's like, we see one shot where he's walking this down walking the street guy. in Nikki Town, flicks his tail once, and the person's completely drained. Yeah, there's Which, like a guy sitting at a cafe just drinking his morning coffee. We cut to a different group who's kind of like, oh, what was that? And the guy's just like completely gone. I was like, how the fuck mm-hmm. did he sneak up like that? Yeah. It it makes me wonder, because also they say they, like, feel a spike in energy at some point mm-hmm. later. Um, I'm wondering if it's, like, now he's using his energy in quick spurts the way that a lot of them do in combat so that he can drain faster so that hopefully by the time the Z-Warriors catch up to him wherever he's going, he's already gone. That was my that's interpretation. A, yeah, that's a good happening. idea, and that's yeah. probably what's happening, yeah. Yeah, because they mentioned later that they're like, we felt his energy spike, but he's gone. Because while he is stealthy, are... he is on the clock. Yeah. He is also right above them during <laughs> it's this very part. funny. <laughs> yeah, they're on street level being like, damn it, where did he go? And then it just like camera pans up to the top of a skyscraper that they're at the foot of. And there is Cell like, like having just finished eating somebody else. Yeah, and just being like... Well, then, I'm just going to keep a low profile, and, uh, yeah, off I go. <laughs> like, keeps running. <laughs> uh, Trunks and Krillin, meanwhile, get to Jero's lab, where they just kind of start blasted until they find a door <laughs> to the sub-basement, which is fun. Damn, how um, are we going to find this basement? I've got an idea. Immediately start shooting the ground. Yeah, so anyway, they start a blast, and... Yeah. It's, it's Honestly, literally that. It is actually that. Um, and they get down there, they see Jero's, like, fucking lost in space ass-looking supercomputer. <laughs> it's funny to me that that's the design Toriyama went with. I, my uh, note here is, yep, that's a science computer thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's more fun than just drawing, like, a flat panel on a wall. <laughs> so, like, you know, I get it. It's fun. It's festive. It goes with the weird, like, mad scientist theme that they're going with mm-hmm. with Jero and with sells whole aesthetic i was like it fits the theme it fits the the tone it's also just fun <laughs> um, but yeah they go down there and trunks finds 17's schematics on a table just 17 mm-hmm. they he does go out of his way to be like you find 18 no 
but they they reason that through these schematics they can probably find a way to defeat the androids. I thought we were going to get some backstories when, here, but I guess not. Do you think this is when Twammer's like, yeah, I'm going to let 18, like, be, can be mom? Or, like, is, like, this is like, we're going to find the schematics. I'm starting to be like, is this when he's going to be, like, thinking, like, yeah, they're going to join the team or something to that effect is going to start happening soon? I I could see that. Like, this is a reflection of his his thought already being like, yeah, I can make them part of the team. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think part of that is also reflected in the fact that he's gone out of his way to make sure that they haven't, they killed, haven't killed anyone, anyone innocent. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, it is funny that they haven't killed anyone. And we're we're already having Vegeta on the team, though, and he's a straight-up war criminal in, like, every respect <laughs> of the word. Yeah, Vegeta has actually committed genocide, and yeah. he's on the team. He hasn't committed, like, one genocide, one measly little genocide. <laughs> My man's a genocide, like, provider. Like, you call him up, that's, and he's that's like, his I'm literal here to job. bring it. Yeah. The LeBron of <laughs> genocide. Yeah, he's a LeBron of genocides. I'm always well, we've only seen this. him commit one genocide on camera, and that one was undone by the Dragon Balls. So I'm like, that's the that makes it was forgivable, it? I guess, because those people are alive. Which one? The Namekians. No, those people specifically did not get wish back. Oh, oh, I or forgot. At least not remember. My guess is that they went back to New Namek and was like, "All right, well, we'll wait six months and then we'll bring those guys back." I mean, probably, yeah, but I forgot, yeah, that they didn't come back a, because of the wish, the the wording of free, their wish. Is there a is there a time limit on the Mechian Dragon Balls for wishing people back? No, probably there's not. a limit in terms of. I, I think it's mostly just you have to wait for them to recharge. Yeah. Okay. So I bet but you I could wish. I bet you could wish back someone who died like a hundred years ago. I know that the Mechian. Yeah, oh, the Mechians I know the do Mechian one at a time. Dragon Balls. Shinron can do bulk, but Shinron has yeah. to be a year. I think those Namekians are dead, guys. Like, dead, dead. Yeah, unless they use the Earth Dragon Balls at some point during But they did two six-month periods, so the year's already up. Oh, shit. Those guys are just dead, dead. <laughs> okay, so Vegeta's committed one genocide. <laughs> one genocide on camera, admitted to multiple other genocides that are probably verifiable to anyone if we wanted to just go check. Uh, oh, yeah, no. I mean, we later establish in Dragon Ball that there are only like twenty something habitable planets left, or habitate, habited, inhabited planets <laughs> left in Universe Seven. And I'm gonna guess a good chunk of the uninhabited planets are because of the Saiyans. Who was Frieza selling the planets to then? That's There's a great question. There's nobody in space. Well, I think the idea is the Saiyans were selling the planets to Vegeta or yeah. to Frieza. Or, fr- or they're working for Frieza, I believe, is would be the yeah, better. Yeah, because Frieza yeah. just kind of conquers and then kills people. It That's the other thing, is Frieza doesn't really seem interested in actually running an empire. He just wants conquest. Just li- much much like Pilaf, he just wants the title. That's true. <laughs> Whereas Pilaf, though, would probably just, I don't know, build a, a big rubber hammer and hit somebody with it. And <laughs> he'd be like, haha, you got bonked and give everybody a concussion. Uh, Frieza okay, concussions being you. very being very nice to peel <laughs> off. Never... <laughs> That's true. That's assuming a high power level from peel off. They'd have like a, a small little boo boo. Mm. Then he, then he would have Shu give them like I don't know a not theme band aid like a boring normal band aid as punishment. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> You get a just a regular flesh toad bandage. Get I'm fucked. keeping the Scooby Doo one for myself. 
<laughs> How fucking God. dare you peel off? I'll remember this. <laughs> my blood out against you. <laughs> Goku swears a blood oath there and now. Hmm. Oh, but yeah, so they get you the schematics. They... snacks, peel off, I'll <laughs> fucking murder you. Hmm. They blow up Cell and they blow up the lab, which, uh, yeah, now Krillin and Trunks can accurately say that they've killed Cell. Yes. It's misleading, but it's not untrue. Like, all I'm saying is Krillin's stronger than Vegeta. That's, yeah, he did something Vegeta will never do. Kill Cell. That'd be such a great line inside Dragon Ball if he ever says that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like the only person in, like, the Z-Warriors who is, like, a former rival-turned-friend that's actually beat Goku is Tien. I know. It's so good. <laughs> it's just kind of great. that You can argue, maybe, that Majin Vegeta beats Goku in their fight, but there's some dubiousness to that claim. There's some real <laughs> dubiousness to that claim. We'll uh, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, we'll get there in like a year. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, now we cut. Trunks decides to break off and go to Vegeta to go train with him. I like the Krillin's like, look, it's a good idea, but you're wasting your time there. Yeah, and Trunks is like, yeah, 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 I know, but I'm I'm gonna try anyway. <laughs> Goes. Uh. Krillin drops off the schematics at uh, Capsule Corp, which we get some weird uh, fucking sci-fi babble tech, of yeah, why tech babble ab- absorbing. Yeah, yeah. Bulma gives her best techno babble to explain why absorbing the androids will make Cell stronger. But we do get a bit about how they started as humans because she's like, "Well, he started with a human base and then added extra cyborg parts." I'm like, "Whoa, all right, just blowing right past that then." Yeah, and something to do with, like, their charged ions or whatever in their metal bits is what fuses into Cell. Yeah, I mean, that my eyes pop. glazed over at that part. As they should. That part was <laughs> that part was pure bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that but, makes sense. Yeah, they're just like, we're just gonna add a really quick explanation that isn't really an explanation, but is kind of an explanation. You put the right rib in, you make a Cell full Cell. But guess what, guys? It's Kriller filler time, baby. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. As we get to watch Cell doing his best Mike Myers chasing after, like, a woman and her child uh, in an airport, which suddenly out of nowhere, Krillin appears to face off against Cell, which I appreciate that Cell at least is, like, absorbing your uh, your energy is a lot better than these people. Like, at least he gives him the the W of telling him he's stronger. Krillin gets one win today, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spend it all in one place. He does get his head kicked straight through a plane. It is very funny. Yeah. Krillin will go through two planes in these episodes. (laughs) He will. One of his own volition. One out of love. Gets... <laughs> also, Krillin uses the solar flare here, but it doesn't really seem to affect Cell too much. Uh, and then they fly away, or Cell runs away as soon as Tien and Piccolo show up. Because he's like, oh, odds aren't in my favor anymore, I'm fucking off. <laughs> and like just <laughs> leaves. Now, if you Which... think, well, that's completely pointless, that's because I'm like 99% sure this is filler. I feel like it's gotta be, and if not, I don't... 
this feels like something that should have been left on the editing room floor. Not like it's bad. It just doesn't add anything. Just um, feel it. In I my just bones. like Kr- I just like Krillin showing up. That's no, all. No, I yeah. I love Krillin and I appreciate Krillin the element keeps of Krillin showing up just to get his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. It happened with Jero. It happened here. That's Krillin's literal character arc. <laughs> True, but you could at least give him like a filler W. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, fair <laughs> that would be that would be out of character. That'd be scary. <laughs> what if Krillin could fight? That's a terrifying concept. <laughs> what if we were all wrong? What if Krillin took Goku at Super Saiyan? I mean, we see him take Freezing. Goku at Super Saiyan Blue and Dragon Ball Super at one point. Uh, he loses in one. Po- he literally, I say, takes him. Krillin literally just asks Goku to power up as much as he can and punch him in the face. Uh, and Goku's like, it's gonna hurt. And he's like, yeah, I can take it. Just, I want to prove I can take it. <laughs> uh, Krillin proceeds to get punched and fly at least a marathon's worth of distance <laughs> through the wall of a random family's home <laughs> and, like, way out. And, but does survive the hit. <laughs> so there he at least go. proves that. Yeah, yeah Krillin gets skull. one. Yeah, very qualified W there. Um... But yeah, this is when we get another cut into the road trip from hell, as I keep referring to 16, 17, and 18's road trip, where they are off-roading. This is the off-roading part. Uh, 17's just like, I don't know, it seemed like fun to just take <laughs> this thing that is not made for off-roading through the woods. This thing has terrible shocks. Uh, yeah, and 16's like, I like the woods, <laughs> more or less, so he's fine with it. And then 18's like, we, ah, this is annoying. All right, you know what? I've given you a lot, but this is the one where I'm drawing <laughs> the line. Leans out the window and just turns it into glass and makes a flat road for them to keep going. 16 is not happy. Yeah, 16 is displeased, but doesn't say anything. 16 will remember this. <laughs> 18's also like, I hate these clothes, by the way. So next chance we get, I'm changing. I love the fact that she went out, robbed a cowboy store, and is like, this sucks. It's so funny to me. <laughs> you know, I thought I mean, this would be work. Fair, Turns out I was wrong. To be fair, her other outfit was literally, like, torn to shreds, more or less. So yeah. this is just mostly about, like, now I had clothes. These were just the best clothes I could find there. They suck, but th- <laughs> this was the best they had. Uh, now she's like, I want some drip. And drip uh, she anyway. shall receive. Yeah. Back to the gang all at Kame House who just, we do a casual three-day time <laughs> three jump right here. Three days later, baby, let's go. Yeah, as they're all just watching the TV, see some report about people disappearing and hop in the plane to go kill Cell because, you know, flying in the plane doesn't <laughs> reveal their key. Yamcha committing, er, contributing to the team. I mean, Yamcha, it flies the plane. I know, it was also his idea. It's, it was his idea as well. That's yeah. true, yeah. Once again, Yamcha in the rear with the gear. He's got the idea. <laughs> he's holding down the fort. Yep, he's still, he's yeah, he still just, got it. <laughs> he's just not a buff boy anymore, relative to the other oh, buff yeah. boys. Relative to the average bear, yeah, no, he's a buff boy. <laughs> but relative to all the other fighters here, no. Uh, then an earthquake hits Kame House. Yeah, and that's, like, after the other Z fighters have left, an earthquake hits Kami house, Chi-Chi goes sprinting up to check on Goku, and he's not there. Whoa. Because she looks out the open window, 
And there he is. Goku's up and at him, just shooting <laughs> some Kamehamehas into the ocean. Just feeling good. Roshi tries to go out the window to follow Chi-Chi down the roof. Uh, he just falls on his ass. It is very I want funny. to point that out. Yeah. And this is when Goku is like, hey, what's up, Chi-Chi? Tosses her up in the air Whee! way too high. Realizes it. Catches her. And he's like, oh, by the way, I heard everything while I was dreaming, so nobody has to fill me in. <laughs> um, this is so much easier than reading Krillin's mind again. I wish he had just read Krillin's mind again. <laughs> just fucked with Krillin again. Um, but I I love this, because this is almost a comedy bit to me, if the editing was different, of Vegeta at the beginning of the episode being like, look, when Kakarot wakes up, he's going to realize everyone's stronger than him, and he's going to want to push past Super Saiyan, so I'm going to go do it. Goku wakes up, tells everyone he knows what's going on, and he's like, I'm going to need to push past Super Saiyan <laughs> if I'm going to catch an immediate. It's like the fifth thing I'm he gonna, says. I'm going to be honest, in my notes for this episode, third line, beyond Super Saiyan final line beyond super saiyan it really yeah. does bookend it they really sat down and were like we need you to understand that super saiyan <laughs> is not going to be the end of this um which will become a major plot point going forward is super saiyan hmm. and how one pushes beyond super saiyan man goku really which did, is goku really did get a zenkai boost from almost dying of the heart attack he had to. <laughs> he almost the end of because he needed Chi-Chi in the stratosphere. Yeah, and he's like, oops, guess I don't know my own strength. Ha ha. I'm going to catch my wife. <laughs> catch it, sir. Uh, but yeah, he... he uh, that ends the episode 71, also like, 72. Uh, just, just a small little thing. There's also a fun little parallel. Because like earlier, Gohan was like doing the like training next to the beach. And he was, like, punching, and they were doing little shockwaves. Then we get Goku training next to the beach, and it's just shaking the ocean to its core. Yeah, Goku literally, like, Moses's half the ocean with, like, a punch. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a fun little, like, kind of parallel thing they've got going. Mm-hmm. It is nice. I didn't even really think about that. That's a good catch. Thank you. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Episode 72. Opening with Goku suit. Time nine. chamber time, Getting baby. Back. Yeah, and then he's just like, "Don't worry, I know a place where we can do a whole day's or a whole year's worth of trading in a day." You and everyone's really like, "What? You like, really think I you can push past Super Saiyan? I don't know. I'll give it a year. If I can't, I'll try something else." Yeah, and then Chi Chi, like Goku's like, "I'm gonna bring Gohan in with me," and Chi Chi's like, "I want to be mad, but no." But after this, he studies. After this, Goku, we're going to have the angriest makeup sex possible. Yeah. I did love Chi-Chi does this little, like, joke punch into Goku's face. Like, just that kind of, like, slowly puts his fist onto his cheek mm -hmm. and just kind of pushes through, like, very, like, playful little punch to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's nothing to it. I just thought it was really cute. <laughs> just a cute little moment. Yeah. I do think, I actually think Chi-Chi yeah. and Goku's relationship, like, in these few scenes is actually very sweet. It is. It is, yeah. This is the best God, showing of Chi-Chi and Chi -Chi. Goku's marriage. You mean you could do this yeah. the entire time and you chose not to? Yeah, that's the part that bothers me, too, is I'm like, this version of Chi-Chi I like a lot. <laughs> like, when it's like, yes, she is kind of, you know, raising a stink about trading, but she's also not getting in the way. She's just like, I am the force pushing to make sure Gohan is a well-rounded person and not just a martial artist. Not just mm -hmm. Goku 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, like an actual, about but like she, yeah, but it's also like she loves Goku. 
Like, we see, like, a legitimate love between them, and Goku legitimately loves her. Like, there is just this very nice playfulness between them that's very sweet, and really belies, like, a very different relationship that we don't see of them, because we don't see them, you know, in isolation often. Mm -hmm. Or even with each other all that often. (laughs) Yeah. It's just... (laughs) This is a very sweet moment that, once again, we've talked about how, like, Toriyama writes good slice of life and, like, character interactions. And I'm like, I want to see more sweet moments between Goku and Chi-Chi. Unfortunately, I mean, Chi-Chi does not... Mm-hmm. criminal. They have not yet, like... Like, we're talking about, like, Bulma and Vegeta. That, like, I don't know. Maybe there's no audience for it. But I think there is. Like, a lot of just, like, just do the Bulma-Vegeta story. Just, like, fucking get into what happened there. Just do it. Everyone mm. wants to know. <laughs> I mean, I know Toriyama has said himself that he thinks he's not good at writing romance, and that Too is bad. why I want he you to do dodges it. most of the beats. Yeah, this is my like point counterpoint here, where I'm like, actually, you could write a pretty good like relationship dynamic if you just let yourself. <laughs> yeah, and like I think it's fun where it's like we know Chi Chi and Goku aren't going to have a normal relationship. It's just like not in the cards. Not because like well, it's they're a not normal thing. fucking people. They're not yeah, they're not normal fucking yeah. people. They're weird fucking <laughs> aliens. Except for one's not a weird alien. She's the daughter of a giant king. Of like a twenty who foot tall, I guess, had a regular castle guy. who was on fire. Um I remember Skull and, Mountain. Yeah, and Goku is a goddamn <laughs> alien who has brain damage. Like <laughs> I don't it's fine. Just write something weird and goofy. <laughs> Yeah, and this is that scene of, like, here's something weird and goofy. Like, their relationship works in a very specific way where they very yin-yang each other when it comes to raising Gohan and even, like, just how they interact with one another. But it works. Like, it's, they're two complementary opposites. And they respect each other in, like, a very interesting way. Like, obviously, Bulm, or Chi-Chi respects Goku to some degree because she wouldn't have married him if she didn't (laughs) even if it was like an agreement between them as kids she does legitimately like think well of Goku and I think even in that early stuff she went to go do that fight stuff not because like to go see like is he still like the cool guy and the answer was like yeah she still liked him like that was like the whole Mm -hmm. outcome of that those scenes Mm -hmm. was her being like oh yeah no I still like this guy this guy is alright and now I'm gonna kick his ass oh wait yeah it's, also, it's super sweet. now we've gotten our heterosexualness out of the way, let's get to the homosexual aspect of this episode. Uh, Krillin was so fucking happy to see Goku. It was the most <laughs> time I've ever fucking felt like this is this is we we might be this might be beyond two bros just because of when he hugs Goku, he shoves him through the plane, it's and so it is good. one of the. And I'm like, this is. I'm just being a little be a little facetious with the homosexual part of it. This is extremely funny. Like it's so cute. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. It is. Krillin and Goku oh, yeah. are truly the best of friends. They're true friendship goals for life. Um, and it's just like, it's always like nice when you give like, for uh, it's like for us, it's like almost specifically made for people who just have been here for a while. Yeah, because they haven't like, hung out in. Yeah. And like a we haven't minute. had them on like the screen at the same time for a long time. And like for yeah. for the old for the old for the old people out there, <laughs> like I can imagine to some de- or like for the new people, it's like who the fuck care who like Krill and Goku I guess are friends, but like, but for the for the OGs, you know, this is for everyone Goku's who watched seen Krill and die. Krill has never seen Goku mm-hmm. to get that close to dying. Probably mm-hmm. right? no, he's seen him die. But he's seen him. He's seen Krillin him- was the one holding him when Goku died after fighting Raditz. After okay, so that's when it was. So. 
right. But, but like, or is this like his time being like, because he can't get wished back now, right? No. Goku can't, no. No. Yeah, right? So. Like, well, nobody can get wished back right now. The Dragon Balls are gone. True. But so it's still. like, I'm really seeing my friend die. Yeah. It's good shit. Mm. It's good shit. I uh, just love, I loved it. It was so cute. No, it's such a cute moment. But I do love, there's like a very decent comedy bit here where it's just, they're all on the plane. Krillin's like, ah, man, if only Goku was here. He teleport and everything. <laughs> and then just like, as he's saying this, Goku teleports in behind him. Yeah, sort of like and that. Then, yeah, then we get. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, Krillin literally tackled, hugs Goku through the back of the plane. Which and is that's like, the sweet ball that we're talking like, about. Which, like, for the it rest is... of the scene is, like, taped up with a giant X on it. Yep, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It looks like a giant metal band-aid on the back of it. Um, but yeah, Go Goku's on, like, Go I'm gonna crying. take Gohan. Good shit. Yeah. And Goku, like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take Gohan and we're gonna go train. Like in the hyperbolic time chamber, which Piccolo knows about. You cool with that? I love that Goku. Yeah, Goku immediately flags that they fuse together because Goku just looks at him. He goes, "Hey, Camicolo!" Like just combines their (laughs) names, and that's when Piccolo, for the first time, is like, "You know what? Just call me Piccolo to keep things easier for everybody." (laughs) You have a feeling this is like the final straw after three days. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck it! You can all just call me Piccolo." (laughs) Um. But yeah, he knows what the time chamber is now because he's fused with Kami. So he's like, all right, you, you couldn't handle it much before, <laughs> but if you think you can now. Here are the keys. Uh, Have fun. Yeah. So he goes off to go get Trunks and Vegeta because he believes that they can all train together. Uh, or at least they can all train And like in the time chamber. Before he zips out, Krillin is like, Goku, aren't you scared? And he's like, don't know yet. And then just zips out, mm-hmm. which is a fun little character which- moment. It is. He's like, I haven't figured out if I'm afraid or not, but I know I'm going to go do this thing. No, no, let's find out. Yeah. So he goes off to go to Trunks and Vegeta, which is when we learn what Vegeta's training has been, which has been for three fucking days. He has just been standing on the edge of a cliff staring at the sun. My note here is, ah, Vegeta's atop sad mountain once again. Yeah. Even fucking like Trunks is like, I don't know what he's doing. I came here, he was doing this, I tried to train with him, he said no, and then he just stood there. There's some term for this I'm trying to think of that I've, it's like, um, it's like willing it into existence. It's like, we, I've sort of been saying in real life a few You're times. You're talking like magical thinking? Not magical thinking, no. I'll, I'll try to get to it. Uh, something sort of manifest. Yeah, manifesting, manifesting. manifesting. Yeah. yeah, you're like, he's like, if I just, you know, will it, I'm just gonna be here, I'm just gonna keep saying it, it's gonna happen, boys, you all wait. It's like what it feels like it's happening, and Goku's like, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go talk to him. <laughs> Just look. See what he... You could do this, or I've got this really cool room where you could actually do something with your time. Uh Explain. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> like, it's very just like... Well, how's it going? Well, it's not fucking going, Goku. My dad's just been <laughs> What does it look like? Am I, is my hair like yellow? No. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go chat with him. <laughs> I just, I truly love Trunks and Vegeta's relationship, and by that I mean they have no relationship. They have none. It's just Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta be like, I hate my, I hate myself, and my son is here. Everyone's like, wow, it must be cool coming back in time to see your dad. Nope, not at all. <laughs> no, not really. He's kind of just staring <laughs> in off. Fact, the I sky have a few again. choice words for my mother when I get back. 
I truly don't know their relationship at all. (laughs) I really wish my mom had given me any kind of hint as to what he was like, (laughs) because he sucks. Um, But yeah, Goku was able to speak Vegeta enough to get him (laughs) to be like, (laughs) let's do it. And, and yeah, but Vegeta is like one condition. First. Yeah, yeah, one condition is Trunks and I get to go first. And I think it's because somewhere inside Vegeta's pretty sure Goku will get more out of this training, <laughs> so he just wants to enjoy the twenty-four hours where he's stronger than Goku. Yeah, um, yeah. I love I love this Trunks point- experiencing the hyperbolic time chamber for the first time. And Vegeta mm. experiencing the hyperbolic time chamber for the first <laughs> time, just being polar opposite of expressions it's, and ideas. It's, it's so warm. It's so vast. Yes. This this is horrible. It's so warm. It's so empty. This is wonderful. Yeah, I think I, I literally wrote it in my notes. Trunks is like, this place is fucked up, and Vegeta is like, yes, <laughs> smiley emoji. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it is literally. It's like so that. good. Yeah, they walk in. Trunks like the gravity, the heat. And he's like, it's perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love being in hell, <laughs> and you're in here with me, boy. Yeah, good shit. But this is also where, like, we get another shot of seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, as they get to Goku's house. Should we house. probably describe what it actually looks like on the inside of the time chamber? Oh, yeah. Uh, you walk in, there's a little kind of, like, building palace thing. With two uh, hourglasses on either side. side. Yeah, which is important. And then past that is just a never-ending white void. It's just a flat white void going off into infinity. With, like, a, it's just like a tiled ground to it. Not even yeah. that. Like, Isn't the palace it, itself well, has tile. The void oh, yeah, the doesn't palace, have yeah, the floor, It's like, they're like, it's like a, a light, it's a cream-colored giant sphere that they are on top of that seems to extend forever, but it's like white on white background. You can just like mm-hmm. see where you're supposed to stand, but it's barely different from the sky and it just goes forever. And either you're horrified like a normal human being or you're a Saiyan. <laughs> or you're Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> or you're like, this kicks like super ass. <laughs> And everybody's like, well, Goku only managed to last, like, a month the last time he was here. Which I guess mm-hmm. would have been when he was training for the uh, World Martial Arts Tournament the last time. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to get at, yeah. Something to that effect, yeah. And that's the Vegeta's call to action to, <laughs> to do better. I can beat that little child up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can take Goku when he was 12. God damn it. You're telling me oh, I yeah, can beat up the child can... version of Goku, but you better fucking believe I'll do it. <laughs> Every you time. believe I'm going to wail on that child. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is where we cut back to 16, 17, 18 around here, where they show up at Goku's house, trash the place, and 18 has a new fit, which I guess was from Chi Chi's closet. I really wish they had said it was from Chi Chi's closet. I that thought that's so good. That's the bit I was waiting for, or for 18 to appear wearing Chi Chi's clothes. I, did, I just wanted one of those to happen because <laughs> I thought that would be so fucking funny if <laughs> like, any of that should happen. Like, it'd be like a perfect bit. Like, don't say anything. It's just like, why the fuck is 18 wearing? Oh, she just stole Chi Chi's clothes. Like, it would be so good. 
mm-hmm. but no one's instead it's just like where do we go next because <laughs> yeah because yeah, they interrupt piccolo shouting at the television like an old man he's an old man he's literally he's <laughs> one of the eldest of men <laughs> isn't he now <laughs> yeah they show up and they're like can goku come out and play and piccolo's don't worry guys go back to sleep i've got this yeah they do this fucking like jurassic park ass shot too where it's just like them all sleeping and then there's like the android's feet landing you see like the ripple in a coffee mug from them arriving and then yeah piccolo walks out and they're just there and piccolo is like everybody else stay here i got this and takes them to a nearby island (laughs) i think that scene is so funny because all the androids land and Sixteen just goes Goku's not here, and they're like, seriously, <laughs> like, god, son of a genuinely bitch. like, son of a god damn it, we did the whole flying thing too. And hey, he's still green, fucked hey, up. green guy, you know where Goku is? I don't want to kick your ass, but like, help a brother out. I mean, with how much they drug their feet on fucking like flying out to Goku's place, or how much Goku and them drug their feet on moving Goku from his house. If they yeah, had if flown, they, had they flown, probably would have gotten there. Oh, they would have definitely gotten there in time. <laughs> it was like multiple days. They would have gotten there in like 30 minutes. Yeah, because a bunch of people flew the same amount of distance that they drove. <laughs> it's very faster. funny. It's super funny. I, I do just really appreciate them just being like, seriously? Like, come on. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> are we actually trying to do it now? I'm like, now it's just not happening. I guess we're and going so to we're... Capsule Corp next. Yep, I just love Piccolo. Yeah. All right, we'll that go to like, we'll go to this island over there. It's a little bit bigger and deserted. We can fight out there, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, you got something to do." <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're bored. Like six, seventeen, and eighteen are purely motivated by boredom, and sixteen likes them enough that he'll just wait with them. Yeah, sixteen's just like, <laughs> I like, enjoy I mean, this. I enjoy hanging out with my friends and these birds. Like killing, killing Goku's there, a priority. There are birds killing Goku's a priority, but it's not like an urgent priority. Just as long as it gets done at some point. Yeah, I feel like that's basically as much as they're as he's willing to commit to here. Anyway, they go to the deserted island and 18 immediately starts like looking for birds as soon as they touch down. Oh yeah, no. Immediate. Uh <laughs> as meanwhile, yeah, like 17 or 18's just like, "Nah, I'm I'm good on this one." So 17's like, "Guess I'm fighting," which is when Piccolo's like, "Wait, you all are going to just rush me at once?" <laughs> oh like, thank god, I thought this was going to be hard. Yeah, I love and now it. He's it like, the okay. whole fucking dragging noise of like someone figuring something out, and he's like, "Yeah, oh wait, you're just gonna fight by yourself," and you're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Oh, oh, okay. sick, yeah, sick, yeah, oh, sick. sick. That's, good. that's a good idea." Yeah, yeah. Huh. okay. And then Pickles like, "Yeah, that's right. I'll be able to fight him, and then maybe take another one down with me." And like, <laughs> and then like, I think it's somebody who's like, "I had this whole thought pattern." And it's just 17, 17 gloating, and eighteen just like looking at the ground, and sixteen just looking at a bird. Sixteen looking to the left, eighteen <laughs> picking at like the dirt or something. Seventeen. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. do it, buddy. It's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when Piccolo powers up to full power, which we've reached the point now where people are strong enough that just powering up is enough to, like, blow some people away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like that, that's, like, yeah. 16, like, shields the little birds in his hands from the power up. It's very cute. Just, we just, I think this but, is uh, become a slowly, we're just going to become a we stand 16 
podcast, which, which is the point of this. <laughs> but uh, we will get into what I think is maybe one of the worst things of all time, which is Super Nimeki in upgrade form, which is I'm just on fire. Uh, don't <laughs> like it. Do not. Are you saying they good. need to turn the aura down? They <laughs> need to turn the aura just a little down. Well, you're going to have a rough time when they get to Dragon Ball Super. I know. I'm so <laughs> nervous. Don't do it. Um, I mean, they actually turned the auras down for Superhero, and I think that's probably for the best. It does get to the point at the end of uh, fucking the Tournament of Power where some of those auras are like, I can, I'm actually having trouble seeing Vegeta inside of his own aura. <laughs> yeah, I know that's like, a, uh, uh, I think that's like a common criticism for like the One Piece anime and like where it is now. Because I think the, the animator that did a lot of the super work is doing One Piece now. And there's just auras all over the place from what people are saying. And it's getting kind of oh, hard damn. to tell what's happening. Uh, yeah, no, sometimes like auras are cool, but you gotta... Gotta walk him back a little bit. No, I have Wars have not fun. watched it, but that is the scuttlebutt. Yeah, but like, yeah, go, like it. They sheath Piccolo and his and his his form like in a blue and like a extremely it's very blue. bright bluish, but like li- very blue. light, almost white blue. Um, sheathing that's like fiery, kind of mm-hmm. fiery electricity thing. It just doesn't look that great. It it looks more cheapish than anything. It actually here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of X Men cartoon show shit. Um, a little bit. And I think it doesn't work for like the flavoring they want to go for. And I also mm-hmm. don't think it looks that cool for like a powered up Piccolo. I don't think it just looks cool for Piccolo. I don't think it fits his styling. Hmm. True. Um. It's, it's still yeah, it's no, an it interesting doesn't. fight scene that happens here, but I just don't think it like really makes Piccolo look uh, no, we better. Get some, yeah, we get some good like fisticuffs here <laughs> to, <laughs> to kick off the fight between Seventeen and Piccolo, which we don't really get to see much more than just how it starts. Which the biggest thing that we learn at the start of it is that Piccolo is now on par with, if not stronger than Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, obviously a big change from the last time they were all together. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that, like, Seventeen's uh, getting his ass kicked by Piccolo. Sixteen has this look of just kind of, like, dull concern on his face. And Eighteen's still just, like, playing with the dirt. Yep. Yeah. Like, no one's well, concerned think... till like, it's we have to actually be concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, as long as Seventeen can outlast him, he can win. Yeah. Like eventually, yeah, Piccolo will start stronger, but if he just keeps dumping energy into this fight, eventually <laughs> Seventeen will win. If so I it's really up to Piccolo die, to just I'll win. Mm. Yeah, it's really up to Piccolo to end the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I did also point out that Seventeen bleeds during this scene, which I was like, yeah, I guess he does have blood and not just <laughs> oil or whatever. Maybe it's just He's really red motor oil. oil. <laughs> But that ends the episode. We end it with like next yeah. time the fight. Does proper. Android sixteen not say that's not Piccolo or something? Uh, he like does that. right oh, after yeah, no, the power 16, up. right at the start of the fight while he's powering up. He's like, "That's not Piccolo," and then he's like, "What?" <laughs> he just gets <laughs> Which, punched like, in the fucking Which like seventeen face. just enough so the Piccolo can punch him in the face. And I'm like, "Thank you, sixteen. You're always there to help when I need it." <laughs> uh, there are a few things in this fight I don't like. They do an actual sin, I think, in a lot of uh, which I would say, like in fighting stuff, which is they do cuts on punches and not cuts after the follow through for some things. 
Um, yeah. Which is, like, really bad. You'll see these a lot in, like, the if you're an action movie fan and you watch Marvel films, this is the sin of every Marvel film that ever existed. Except for maybe, like, maybe uh, Winter Soldier, I think, has some okay fight scenes in it, mm-hmm. um, comparatively. Mm-hmm. But um, this is, like, the big problem people have who are, like, big action fans Shang-Chi did a pretty good job editing. Yeah, Shang-Chi, even though it gets, I think Shang-Chi has, like, problems as it goes on. Oh, uh, it does. Uh-huh. But that first, no one... that first half... Yeah, it's really good. It's it's the sad part of that that movie being like, damn, dude, that bus fight scene's sick, and everything else is like not as good as that fight scene. Rough. <laughs> I could agree um, with that. Yeah, which the is the like, bus fight scene is an obvious front runner. Yeah, which is like that's just that's so rough for an, I mean, a that's martial rough, arts. That's film. like the first major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the first major fight. That shouldn't be your highlight. I just watched but, the Raid Redemption again recently. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta watch that. That shit rocks. Like. That's a that's a film that like goes like yeah don't worry you, you thought this fight scene was cool check this fight scene out yeah you thought that was cool how about do you think this would be cool now we're gonna end with two dudes in a square box just fucking wailing on each other one guy's <laughs> on drugs and like that's yeah, his I mean, power that was, thing I, <laughs> that was also the thing that I thought was so great about the raid is that the less people are involved in a fight scene somehow the fight scenes become more intense as opposed to less. Yeah. Although the fight scene in the drug lab that's like so three good. quarters of the way through the movie is probably the best fight scene in the film. That's probably. the one exception. Is it's just like, hey, here's what everybody looks like when they get into a fist fight. And also, <laughs> we, we had like a one really big nice, room to fairly, fight in. <laughs> yeah. Here's a nice, fairly open space with a lot of like objects for them to fuck around with. Because it they do follow that like jackie chan school of like using every object in the room in your fight scene it's just they're doing it as a drama instead of as a comedy yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's legitimately like what if we did jackie chan fighting but it was like it was not funny at all anymore <laughs> like, also people were dying which the raid two yeah, takes honestly, into a much higher stance, which is like, what if someone brought a baseball bat to a fight and was like hit you with it? Would it would that suck a lot? Yeah, it would. <laughs> oh, I still haven't seen the raid. Two. Uh, it's it's to... the story stuff is like way worse. The action stuff is like incredible. Oh yeah, I mean that's an advantage of the raid is that its story stuff is very bare bones and extraordinarily simple, so it just doesn't get in the way of the spectacle. Kind of in a, a similar way to Dragon Ball at its best yes. is like mm-hmm. a very simple plot that holds up pretty well to scrutiny, just because it's it's pretty tight and there's not that many like moving parts that they have to worry about. But with well written characters and really like interesting fight scenes and whatnot is what holds Dragon Ball up a lot. Um, segue. <laughs> and we're back here. But yeah, these, yeah, we're back on these three episodes, which now we're, this is, we got our introduction to Cell, over, like, slow rolled out on three episodes. Now it's, Cell is in the mix. We are watching our heroes have to deal with a dual onslaught of Cell doing his own thing, and then the three androids coming to kill Goku, and trying to figure out how best to deal with that scenario, and I think that is very fun. Mm-hmm. I'm also glad to see Goku back in the mix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it honestly classic. is actually like being like Goku's back. Like, oh yeah, I miss Goku. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've we've grown to really love Goku. <laughs> Yo, here. It turns out we miss the protagonist when he's not around. Yeah, who'd have thought? <laughs> uh, the character that started us all on this whole adventure. And then we're going to see the Piccolo versus Android 17 fight, which I believe is literally the name of the next title. <laughs> I think it's like Unleash the Super Namekian fight Android 17, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. 
Or it's like, I think it's like Piccolo um, fully powers up, or I don't know. And then it's like Android 17 versus Piccolo. And it's like, okay, yep. Yeah, that- which is like fine. Yeah, that's, mm. that's what I'm paying for. This is what I expect. <laughs> but also, yeah, okay. Yeah, the okay. super The Super Namekian powers up Piccolo versus Android 17. Fucking, he nailed it. Okay, I nailed yeah. It. So <laughs> we, we pretty much nailed it. Yeah, yeah. we're fucking geniuses out here. <laughs> wow, can you name, can you do the drag? There's program? a theme to these episode names. Yeah, it's just kind of what's like a really quick log line of what happens in the episode. <laughs> Goku dies this no. episode. And you watch and you're like, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> and I'll still never forget the it's always sunnyification of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> I won't fall here. A proud warrior to the end. Vegeta falls. <laughs> it will never not be funny to think, I think about. I think that's maybe the funniest part about anime name stuff for like these shows specifically is just like, is them just being like, this is it spoils everything and it truly is the gang finds out like the gang fights <laughs> android 17 next episode piccolo versus android 17 <laughs> there's there's some joke in there we could make that'd be really good someone cleverer than us yeah no we'll get there we are the cleverest Oh, no. If you and the audience are clever enough, please mail your joke to our P.O. Box address that we don't have. Uh, <laughs> and we'll steal it for You'll free. You'll have to hop in your time machine when we do get a P.O. Box. Yeah, we won't credit you. You're not being paid. We will get no credit. <laughs> we don't believe yeah. in that. We think it stifles creativity. Mm-hmm. Paying I'll pay you with yeah, exposure, audience. but also there is no exposure. Don't get yeah too confident in yourself, Ralph. That's right, you heard me. <laughs> we can't shout him out ever that he starts feeling like we actually care. We have to be careful. Uh, I'll add a censorship. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We can't let him know. We can't let him know he watches yeah. the show. <laughs> God. Yeah, that'll uh that'll do it for yep. this episode. Uh I guess yeah, we'll catch everybody in the next one. What's right. the next one about? Uh something about a super Namekian powering up and maybe an Android fight or two. Okay, all right. I'm kind of nah, into that. Nah, that doesn't sound right. Into that. We might get the TN. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with that. Yeah, I can fuck with the little bit of that. We might get the TN thing we... next uh, next episode. <laughs> I think. I, I think we'll so. I think episode seventy six TN's desperate attack might have something to do with that, but I'll have to double check. <laughs> we'll find out. It's sad that TN's getting desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and attacking Tien is not known for these two things. Not my Tien, <laughs> not my precious boy, who's <laughs> never fu- guy, who's yeah. never punched anyone ever in his life. He's literally never done it. Not from lack of trying, mind you. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.